Welcome to episode 11 of Wealth Talk. My name is Christian Rodwell, joined by Mr. Kevin Whelan, founder of Wealth Builders. How are you, Kevin? I'm great today, Chris. What's on our agenda today? Well, we ended episode 10 last week with talking about leverage and the model first, Mm -hmm. F-I-R-S-T. Right. So what is leverage, Kevin? Well, in its simple terms, Chris, leverage is getting more for less. It simply means that you're applying a force. You remember when you did maths at school? I assume you did your GCSE maths, right? I did. I didn't enjoy it too much, but I did. I got through okay. Okay, well, fair enough. But the principle, you remember it as a picture in your mind. It's, you know, you've got a big lever mm. and then you apply a small force on one end and you, and you lift a big object. That's right, yes. That's essentially what you're doing in leverage. And, and when you think about it, in uh, joking apart, I know we're having a bit of a laugh about it, but leverage is the key to the creation of wealth. Well, that's pretty important then. It's a pretty important subject. And, you know, in my experience, um, we've got, you know, uh, what is it now? F-I-R-S-T. So we've got our five core areas where leverage is possible. Uh, I think we said six. I think we? I'm just thinking that one. <laughs> no wonder your GCSE maths didn't work out. <laughs> Put a full stop at the end and we'll, we'll think something. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so... Um, and we spoke last time, I think, when we talked about one of the examples of you taking some of the money someone had found in their debits and making that work. Mm. That was a form of leverage because they took money that wasn't working and made it work tons harder. Mm. Well, that was the idea. And that is the F in our formula, okay, which is financial leverage. Right. So it's taking money or something that is working like money and you make that particular fund or funds or, or asset work more effectively than it did before. Okay. What would be an example there? Well, an example might be money that is wasted in paying expenses. You find that money and you put it into trackers. Remember, we talked uh-huh. about that last we time. Mentioned that. So that's a very, very simple form of leverage. Another form of leverage might be, well, if we look at the main assets that people own when they're building their wealth, uh, or thinking about it anyway, um, is their pension. Mm -hmm. So one of the ways you can leverage your pension is to turn it into a pension you can own and control, and then you can direct that to assets that you want to invest in instead of assets that you're told you need to invest in Mm -hmm. by the financial industry, so you end up being exclusively in the stock market. Mm. And we've talked about that before. Pillar two, pensions. Pillar two, pensions. And and we just love the concept of people being in control of their assets, not delegating that control away, mm. because delegation turns into abdication, and abdication means you've given up yeah. the rights to everything. So the type of pension we use there, we call the director's pension or SAS, and it's perfect for those who are business owners. Another way to get leverage, which is very, very popular with property people, is they get debt leverage. Right. So they'll buy a property. So they so for example, let's let me give you an example of that. If you've got a hundred thousand pounds and you decide you want to invest a hundred thousand pounds in the stock market, this is not a trick question for your maths now. Mm. If I want to buy a hundred thousand pounds worth of money mm. and I will go to my stockbroker or I go to the fund and I want to buy funds, how much money 
or how much value will I get for that? 100 grand. 100 grand. You don't get oh, more. Plus the fees. <laughs> well, obviously the importance there is to keep fees down as low mm. as possible. We talked about that last time as well. But the issue there, of course, is you're buying the value based on price. Mm. If you buy property, £100,000 worth of money, your money, if you leverage that three to one, so if you get £300,000 worth of a mortgage and £100,000 of your starting capital, you now control £400,000 of the value. So if you rented that property out for a 10% rental on 400,000, that's a 40,000 pounds rental return in exchange for 100,000. Mm. So while you've got costs and you've got to think about uh, the pros and cons of debt and the difference between good debt and bad debt and so forth, putting those things to one side, that's, that's leverage. Okay. So that's financial leverage. And there are many ways you can explore turning your assets into higher performing assets than before. Sometimes it's reducing costs, sometimes it's improving a return or a combination of both. Mm -hmm. So that's financial leverage. And almost everybody I've ever met has got some form of financial leverage they can employ, even if they just apply the simplistic model of the debits, find some, some money, and then use that money to invest in something. Wherever they invest, they're getting leverage. Yeah. So it's a step-by-step -step process, isn't it's, it? It's really quite simple, mm. you know? So financial leverage is the one. easy and obvious one for pretty much everybody. Wonderful. What does the I stand for? Well, the I stands for intellectual leverage. Now, that's the other good thing. Everybody's got an intellect, right? So we all have intellect that we often will trade or sell and, and give or provide value to somebody else for that leverage but or for that value. Uh, let me... Correct myself there. There's a difference in trading value than creating leverage. So if I've got a job and I'm pretty skilled at what I do and I sell my skills to you as my employer, then who owns that intellect? The employer. The employer owns it, right. So all the value is retained by the employer. So the skill in intellectual leverage is saying, okay, even if you're employed, what is it about what I do that's exceptional? What do I do that's outstanding? And how could I turn that value that somebody else is paying for into something that I could package, I could repurpose, or I could create value from it in a different way? Mm -hmm. And for many people, that revolves around books and training um, and a distinction that somebody else would pay for. Mm -hmm. And the internet is completely full with people who are outstanding at something. It doesn't have to be something highbrow or intellectual. It could be, you know, I know how to get the best return from, you know, a piece of ground. I know how to make dogs feel, you know, fantastic when they're being washed i could you know you could the list goes on you know mm. i'm being facetious but yeah. you get the point this yeah. everybody's exceptional at something and using your wealth dynamic you get a basic idea of what you're exceptional at mm. and turn that value into something that you do the work once and then you tr you get paid indefinitely yeah and that's very very different from going to work, going to work, going to work, going to work, 30 days of work or 20 days of work getting paid, to do the work for 30 days or 20 days and get paid indefinitely. Yeah. And I know you're working hard on that with your 
your own books and training materials and as we are together. Mm. So I think I would endorse the thought that everybody has a little think about what they're outstanding at. And if necessary, you know, have a have a look at what people told you you're good at. Uh, say, what do you get patted on the back for? What oh, do you get yeah. awarded for? You know, what yeah. and and maybe if they can't pull it out of themselves, have a conversation with you, Chris, and say, um, see if you can pull it out of them because yeah. that's a, another way you can get leverage. Yeah, you often can't see these things yourself, can you? Yeah, and that's the leverage, Chris, of relationships. Mm. So often a relationship in all sorts of different guises and colours can bring an incredible value in a way that you can't possibly perceive. So give you some examples of that. Yeah. Okay. So, um, for example, I've got a brilliant brain, right? I can diagnose the health financially of anyone with a CAT scan brain. I've seen it. Uh, yeah, you've seen it work, right? <laughs> so I know I can sit down with someone and zip, 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 zip. I can work out three or, different, three or four different ways they can immediately put to use and they couldn't see them. Mm. That's the value of the leverage of relationship. So you have to try and discover relationships that could bring that value from, from you. Another one could be, well, you look at your wealth dynamic and... You know, you might be perhaps more on the steel side, more of the analytical side, more of that kind of a person. But you're really great at doing property, say, but you need funds and you're not so brilliant at raising funds. So you connect with somebody who has got lots of blaze energy so they can help find the investors, which your outstanding ability can find the right property opportunities. So you create a business of that connection that fit between two people with a completely different set of skills. Mm -hmm. And that would be a, a relationship. Yeah. So wherever you can harness the true value of relationships, and what I mean by the true value, Chris, is, is you have to truly resonate with someone, feel the integrity of who they are, feel like you want to be connected to them, and they want to be connected to you, and it's a genuine thing. It's not something to rush. It's not something to... Um, to try and grab, it's something that you take time to build. Yeah, we say the win-win. There's got to be got to be wins on both sides. Yeah, but it takes time, and yeah. empathy and relationships take time to build. And and but nonetheless, you should have some of your time in a month trying to seek out those opportunities. Do you remember I explained to you in a previous episode? We talked about the ROI, mm -hmm. the this idea, which is why even though I've been doing this for years, I still get enthusiastic and feel like a kid because I'm looking for that one relationship, opportunity or idea mm. that completely transforms my thinking. Yeah. I just love it. So that's the ROI, relationship, opportunity or idea. And Chris, mm. I've just had one. Please. Yeah. Tell us, share. So, so up until now, the biggest opportunity I've had probably to speak to people about my ideas mm -hmm and about how you can build wealth and so forth. It's been to probably around two, 300 people. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next year, in April 2020, mm -hmm. I've been invited to speak to 2,000 people. Wow. You've 10x'd yeah. it, Kevin. I've 10x'd. And, and that's great for me. Now, of course, you know, I'm going to step up, right? Where's, where is this? Well, this is going to be at something called the Business Excellence Forum right. in, uh, in Celtic Manor. So I will be taking a few days off to play some golf as well. And it's to 2,000 business owners. Right. 
And my role is to explain to them how to create multiple streams of recurring income. Favorite topic. My favorite subject, both inside and outside of their business. Now, I've leveraged a relationship. Mm. And the relationship I have is with a group of coaches in the UK who are just brilliant at coaching business owners on the inside of their business. Mm. And that group's called Action Coach. Oh, yeah. And um, I built a relationship with them and worked with them. And over the course of the time of working with them, they said, this guy's all right. You know, knows what he's talking about, comes from a place of integrity, build, build, build. Would you like to speak at our event, 2,000 people? And guess who's on the stage with me? Only Sir Bob Geldof. Wow. Yeah. Only Dame Kelly Holmes. Do you think I'm due for an award? (laughs) (laughs) Probably not. But Fantastic opportunity. Yes, but that's the point. One relationship, opportunity, or idea mm-hmm. away from a complete transformation. Right. And that's a transformation for me, and I'm thrilled. And, of course, we want to share that with our own community for those who are business owners yes. who want to participate and not just see me speak, but see some great speakers talking about uh, the best practices to make their businesses as successful as possible. Because if you make your business as successful as possible, Chris, you've applied leverage you made your business worth infinitely more Mm. than it would have been had you not taken that step so that's relationship leverage yeah and this links back to wealth dynamics i know we mentioned this a lot but it's you know it's such a such a a, a tie-in is that when you've created value the only way to leverage then is through either systems or people got it and systems is the next one you read my mind chris (laughs) So systems, so if you're more steely, if you're more, you know, how to improve things, how to maximize things, how to document things, um, then that's the way you can create wealth by using your brain to systematically apply to something that currently isn't working as well as it could do. And pretty much all business owners or most business owners who tend to come from business from the creative end of the spectrum, they're more sort of dynamo energy in my experience then they lack often the systematic energy. And so by if you have a systematic brain, now I don't, although actually you could argue I do because I've created systems for building wealth, but not the systems as in <clears throat> the technology. The detail. Yeah, not the detail, but the, the process to think. Mm. Um, so my energy is more in the thinking, and then the application in terms of technology comes from working with people like you who've got much more of a solid energy around that. Mm. Yeah. Okay, great. So that system, so that mm-hmm. leaves T. Yeah, so so T is available for everybody, and that's time leverage. Mm. Um, so time leverage at its simplest, listen to a podcast. You know, get maximum value when you're doing something else. You know, leverage your time. You know, I was think I mentioned, I was recently talking to one of our clients who was commuting two hours each, Each way. way, it's like, oh, my goodness me, what a shocker. Um, but you can get leverage wherever you are. Mm. So one of the things that people always tell me about their wealth building is I just don't have time. Mm. And, well, that's an excuse because everybody's got time because you can create time in so many ways. And I try and encourage people to box time. So earmark time just like you would in your calendar. Mm. But people don't put their wealth in their calendar. So we encourage people to box that time, to take two hours a month as a minimum and box that time off so that you never spend more than 30 days without doing something to create more in your wealth, whether it's building a relationship, 
whether it's building more leverage, whether it's building, whether it's looking at your debits, whatever it is, you're doing something that is moving you forward in your wealth plan, really. So and, and the other ways to, to create time leverage is to work with people who have time. So again, going back to this idea of uh, property as an example, yeah? So you, know, you could have lots of money, but you just don't have time because you're flat out. Well, there are people who have that leverage of time and they can find things for you that your money could be deployed in. Mm-hmm. And, and this is very common, mm-hmm. this idea of sourcing property, for example. Yeah. And there's no shortage of business opportunities that take care of the time of busy people, you know, VAs and, and concierge-type services and, and things that you can either take advantage of if you're lacking in time yep. or you can provide if you have a surplus of time. Mm. But either way, time leverage is, you know, a really important thing. So when you combine financial leverage, intellectual leverage, relationship leverage, systems and time, maybe we'll find number six somewhere, Chris. We'll probably invent <laughs> it, right? So, but for now, then that's going to be an opportunity for anybody to, to move forward. Wow. So I think we've talked about the foundation, but really now we've covered leverage as well. That pretty much puts everything there for someone to get started, to find some extra money in their life and start making that money work for them and leveraging that as well. Yeah, I don't really think there are any more ideas now that we can give at the foundation level. I think we just have to work out, you know, how do we dive a bit deeper into things which are a little bit more focused around each asset. Mm. So maybe we'll think about, uh, well, given, actually, why don't we talk about business next one? Okay. Uh, given that we're talking about creating recurring revenue streams, yeah. and we know that each of the assets have the ability to create recurring income, but what's really interesting about each asset is each asset itself is multifaceted. In other words, it's like a diamond. Mm. It has many faces. And because it has many faces, you can employ many, many, many different tactics, or in our case, we turn the wheel. Mm. And you can turn as many wheels as you want, provided you've got the time. Uh, and maybe I'll talk about how to create real value, recurring revenue, rather than chasing profit. You're building revenue streams that repeat, repeat, repeat. And that will set me up for my presentation in 2020. And I'll do a little practice run. How about that? That sounds good. And we talked about the roof in a previous episode as well. So I think we need to start filling in, don't we, with the pillars. So that makes that makes good yeah. sense. So why don't we do that? Fill in with some of the pillars and then uh, catch up on the roof as we get there. But we know we want to make that watertight, though. So we do. if you need me to jump on the roof next time and then you know, fill in the pillars, I'm happy to do it in whichever order we think it would make sense. Let's see how we get on next one and leave, leave with bated breath. And on a cliffhanger. That sounds good. And don't forget, if you're listening and you do have questions that pop up as you listen, then head over to wealthbuilders.co.uk forward slash wealth talk. Hit the button, the record button, and you can leave a message for Kevin and myself. And we'll pick those up and respond to those in a future episode. Thanks, Kevin. Okay, thanks again. Speak soon. See ya. See ya.